0: scores! Back-to-back breakaways! Connor McDavid peering inside, dishing, CeCe shoots and scores! one nothing Edmonton in game seven!
1: Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Well, another hot day in Edmonton. Looking forward to a hot night at Commonwealth Stadium on Saturday. The Elks with a chance to break that 12-game losing streak on the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium. It has not been fun. There have been fun games there. They have been close in games. But, oh boy haven't seen the win since 2019 and i don't like the uh adage it's been over a thousand days i understand that it's yes physically it's been that long but technically i mean you only play what nine home games a year so it really hasn't been that long and we missed the season in 2020 but i understand uh saturday calls for uh Yeah, a little chance of of rain. I mean, I think every day has a little chance of rain, doesn't it? 23 degrees, beautiful night. Earlier game as well. Keep that in mind. That'll be nice after that 8 o'clock start a couple weeks ago, which uh, had a halftime delay because of lightning. And uh, that was a long night. This one, yeah, I think you'll like the time. 5 o'clock is the kickoff on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. And the countdown to kickoff with Brennan Escott, Blake Dermot. Of course, Morley and I will be around as well. That begins at 3.30, and we will be at the tailgate again. Yes, that's been pretty cool. So uh, last uh, couple shows, we did one from the tailgate, one from gate nine, and we're back at the tailgate side. So just to keep that in mind. If uh, you're heading out there, uh, stop by our booth, say hello, and uh, getting ready for this one. Unfortunately for uh, the Elks, tough news. Uh, concern about Manny Arsenault. When he left the uh, field, uh, had to be basically taken off with assistance. Well, it's been uh, the determination today is uh, now. Where's the injury report here? Ah, let's find it. Okay, let's do that, and then let's go down here. Uh, Ankle. That's what we figured. Ankle. So he did not participate. In fact, he's been placed on the six-game injured list. Chris Jones on losing the Manny Show. One of those deals where it's,
0: it's kind of hard to gauge. I mean, some guys, you know, can come back in four and some others take leaving longer than six. I mean, we're hoping that, uh, you know, Manny has a speedy recovery. And we know one thing for sure is he's going to work to make sure that he does everything to get well.
1: Tony, too, is a tough loss. Yeah, yeah. in in there as well he did not participate because of a neck injury now we were told originally it was lower body uh, but uh, it was not lower body it's a neck injury so um, he was able to walk out under his own power no problem there but uh, he is not going to play he has been in fact already placed on an injured list I don't know which one and we're not going to know which one unless the club tells us until Friday when we see the uh, updated depth chart and roster for the week 12 matchup against the Ottawa Red Blacks at home. Uh, but uh, I can tell you that uh, they have activated uh, Andrew. Oh, boy. Kellen, it's always great when you have, like, you know, little uh, pockets of, uh, you know, I have the name and it's gone. Oh, don't you love that? Yeah. That's like uh, running downstairs and then forgetting what you came downstairs for. And then you go back upstairs and then you realize, Oh, that's what I came down for. Then you got to run back downstairs again. And you know, why I asked you to talk so I could remember the name again. Andrew Garnett. Woo! <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> Andrew Garnett from Towson university. Uh, he played, uh, maybe he started about 35 out of 45 games and, uh, he's six-five, three hundred twenty-five 325 pounds. So he's, uh, not small, although you could look at some of the Giants they have on that offensive line, and he does look kind of small. But he's at right tackle, and you have Martez Ivey, who had to flip over uh, at the uh, tail end of that game to, uh, to uh, left tackle. And David Beard was back in the lineup, uh, or back on in the, uh, with the first-team offense today at center. And that shifted Mark Corte back at right guard. Corte did a great job on Friday last week in that 30-12 win. By the way, David Beard will be our guest after 6.35. Looking forward to that as uh, he is now out of COVID protocol um, and he is ready to go. But on Manny Arsenault, uh, you know, I asked Chris Jones, is this a full six? And at the moment, no one can really determine whether it is or not. Uh, Taylor Cornelius says Manny will be missed uh that one hurt his attitude hasn't changed in the locker room but you know not having that guy on the field it hurts you know but at the same time we're next man up and uh we got to be ready to roll so the elks uh made a number of roster moves today including jalen marshall returning to the elks and if you remember that name had a pretty good training camp uh thought he had a good camp period uh he had one of the uh better games, or one of the better Elks, I should say, in that week one loss to the BC Lions, 59-15. He racked up 165 total yards, 16 receiving, 37 on punts, and 112 on kick returns, but then he was released. He uh, had some time in 2019 and 2021 with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, helping that team make back-to-back gray Cup appearances. So Marshall hurt himself. In his first practice back, he hurt his knee and was listed as limited, so uh, he didn't get in there with the starting group. Uh, Levy Noel is uh, expect. Well, we'll see. It's day one, but today he was taking the reps in in for Manny Arthur as a ratio flip at that one spot. So that would give the Elks if they go with that alignment. That would give the Elks three Americans with Terrell Walker, Kenny Lawler, and uh, Kyle Loxley, and two Canadians with uh, Levy Noel and Chris O. C. Christie. So that's... Uh... That's what, how it sits right now. So we'll see about Jalen Marshall tomorrow. Um, he did return to the field. He kind of left and then returned and then was doing some work on the sides and was just trying to, you know, get that knee back feeling good. So hopefully he'll be okay. I noticed that Adam Conar and uh, Niles Morgan were not practicing very much today. So I thought, okay, are they going to hit the injury report? They did not. So they'll be okay. Uh, Dion Lacey. And uh, the newcomer uh, Nate Evans were at middle and will linebacker respectively. So, and I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, the other notables, yeah, uh, Keyshawn Loush yourself, who uh, left practice uh, one day early because of an ankle injury last week. I think it was the uh, the day one. Of course, they only had two days of practice last week. He left with an ankle injury on day one. He was the full participant today, and. Uh, There you go. So, Tony Washington not out on the field. Manny Arsenault, of course, not on the field. He's on a 16-inch list. David Beard back full participation after the uh, COVID-19 protocol stint. And uh, Jalen Marshall leaves early with a knee injury. The Elks know who the starting quarterback will be. We all do now. For the Ottawa Red Blacks. it will not be Caleb Evans. It will be Nick Arbuckle. Here's the reaction from head coach Chris Jones.
0: Well, I mean, anytime you're around someone, you can you know look at look at the things that bothered him uh, during camp and that type of thing. So we've gone back and kind of looked at ourselves and what we ran against him and what we had success. And so we uh, you know. But as far as giving you any advantage, you still have
1: to play the game. So Caleb Evans started the game on Friday and was not very good. He was 10 of 16, 111 yards passing. He was very good on the ground, 82 yards rushing with a touchdown. And uh, a much many of those runs were escape runs. There are there were a few called runs as well. But uh, Caleb Evans has had two rough outings. He had 66 yards passing against the Calgary Peters in that 17-3 loss uh, way back in uh, when was that? That was in early August. And then Arbuckle came in that game and passed for over 80 180 yards. Came in this game a little bit later, and uh, Arbuckle was uh, seven of 13 for 85 yards. So. We'll see what happens uh, on Saturday. But interesting storyline, of course, we know about Nick Arbuckle. He was traded by former Elks GM Brock Sunderland last October for a draft pick. If you remember, after the Trevor Harris trade to the Montreal Alouettes for Antonio Simmons. And then, you know, you looked at the time, and it was Taylor Cornelius and Dakota uh, Prukop. Of course, Cornelius was the, the starter back then as well under head coach and offensive coordinator, Jamie Elizondo. But the feeling from Brock Sunderland, we need more veteran leadership in our room. And Nick Arbuckle comes signs a contract extension right away for this season for $345,000 and a $5,000 signing bonus. And then we know the regime change. Chris Jones comes in, restructures that contract for Arbuckle gives him a $100,000 signing bonus. So the actual, you know, salary Shrunk down to $245,000. Okay, I'm done with the numbers. But Nick Arbuckle comes to camp, and there was speculation that, you know, if he came available, Mike Riley was – or Michael Riley, sorry, was going to be an elk if uh, Chris Jones had it his way. And then Jeremiah Masoli, uh Jones showed interest in him. He goes to the Ottawa Red Blacks. First. Mike Riley, Michael Riley retires. And so you got Nick Arbuckle here, and of course at one time you had about eight quarterbacks. Remember they had JT Barrett, who they had plans for, but he ruptures his Achilles in training, and then he's gone. Cardell Jones is signed. Uh, Nothing happens there. That's when we you know hear about Kyle Loxley. Loxley has worked out fairly well so far, and then Taylor Cornelius is brought back, and. Arbuckle won the job in training camp, beating out Trey Ford, who was the eighth overall draft pick out of Waterloo uh, for the Elks. And Arbuckle goes 0 for 3. Did some good things, but eight interceptions in those three games, that's not good. And this, including some late interceptions or late turnovers, game against the, uh, the uh, Rough Riders in week two. Uh, you remember the strip sack from Larry Dean, which uh, really sealed the deal for the uh, Riders with a win. And then a third quarter interception to Cam Judge in uh, Week 3 in Calgary, and the Elks lose 30-23. to 23. And then Trey Ford, his named starter, wins his first start in Hamilton, and then gets hurt very early with the shoulder problem, and we haven't seen him since. And that's when Nick Garbuckle came back in. Didn't look good. Kyle Waxley came in, looked better. He got hurt. Arbuckle comes in, doesn't look good. Arbuckle's traded to the Ottawa Redblacks the next week, and Taylor Cornelius comes on, and he's been two and three as a starter. So it'll be Cornelius versus Arbuckle. I know it's they're not on the field together, but you know the, the storylines will be quite interesting going into this game on uh, on Saturday. And as far as that win last week, thirty to twelve over the Redblacks, the first half of this home and home. Chris Jones, who did not like the first half and how good you. Too many penalties, too many misexecutions. You're down 12-3, but he says we rallied and it was a big win. Yeah, I mean it, it was a big win. I mean, anytime you
0: can get a win in pro football, it's big. I mean, every every win, you know, I saw a stat last night where a certain percentage—I don't know if it's 65 percent of the games are decided in the last three minutes. So every win is every win is uh, is enormous, especially when you know you are on short week and you are do have an East Coast travel uh, against a team that that is needing a win. So I mean, they played extremely hard, and uh, we've just got to now put that one behind us, just like we have the losses. And, and know that uh, the next chapter is upcoming.
1: So it's never easy, I don't care who the opponent is, to sweep a back-to-back set. And I would believe the Red Blacks are going to come in with a renewed focus. They're 1-8, so their season has been terrible. The Yelks has been slightly better, but not great as well. And there's also that game home uh, losing streak, which I'm putting on the tee as a bit of a pressure point, and we'll, we'll hear some comments about that a little bit later on. And we'll hear what David Beard has to say about it after the news at 630. But, you know, you can't add any more emphasis to a game, I guess, in itself just because the game is the game. It's the next one on the schedule right now. It's, you know, it's not necessarily do or die. It's pretty much a a needed win for the Elks for their playoff chances and for the process of becoming a good football team. But, yeah, you want to break that 12-game home losing streak for sure. So that should be enough motivation Anyway, and get some momentum heading into the Labor Day series with the Calgary Stampeders. But yeah, Arbuckle's coming in. That's that's a change. And Devontae Dedman looks like he's going to play the uh, fine kick returner, punt returner for the uh, Red Blacks. And in my, in my opinion, was the mo- most electrifying playmaker in 2021 last season. He was that good. He had about four punt returns for a touchdown. Every time he touches the ball, you think something is going to happen. And they already had good special teams. They already had good returners with uh, Terry Williams, not that Terry Williams. There's actually another Terry Williams, and he's pretty good. And they just get better with Devontae Dedman. So it's a game that the Elks, I think, should win. I don't think it's necessarily going to be a slam dunk that they do. But I do think the opportunity is there to finally get a win streak going break a home losing streak, gain some momentum in the playoff chase, and hopefully they get a little bit of help too in the form of the BC Lions with Michael O'Connor as the starting quarterback in for Nathan Rourke and don't necessarily sleep on O'Connor. I don't think he's Nathan Rourke by any means, but I don't think he's trash either. But if the BC Lions can hand the Elks a favor too and the Elks win, then they're two back of the Riders getting into – the Calgary Labor Day series, and we know who the rioters face in their Labor Day series. That's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Remind you of the CertainTeed hotline, it is 780-496-0063 to call or text, CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems, CertainTeed pro all the way. Back in a moment.
0: Side Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown
1: and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays supposed to be opening up the series tonight in Boston against the Red Sox. problem is they're in a rain delay. They are supposed to start about 15 minutes ago, but it's gone past that time. So uh, no word yet on when that game will be uh, hopefully started. I noticed here Aaron Judge just hit his 48th homer for the Yankees as they are playing the New York Mets, uh, he's on pace to hit 63 homers this season. He's uh, he's pretty fun to watch for sure. And Justin Dunk reporting back to the CFL, even though it was a close practice, you know, Dunk, if you've read his work and heard him, um, he's got sources. And uh, the source says to him that Jake Meir took all the first team reps over Bo Levi Mitchell. And Bo got the hook. And that went over the Argos, 22-19, on Saturday. And Mayer looks like he will be under center when the Stampeders have a pivotal game coming up in Winnipeg against the first-place Bombers, 9-1, who've been on the bye week. Of course, their last game, they lost to the Montreal Alouettes to break their uh, undefeated stretch of the season. Uh, talking about the uh, difficulties of the. A- Second game for back-to-back, especially for the team that won. Here's uh, Milanovic or anti-Milanovic-Litre on that. I think when you approach uh, a back-to-back series, it's a very
0: cerebral uh, preparation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got your, all kinds of things up your sleeve. There's plays that we didn't call that we want to get to. I think when you when you think about the big picture, it's about getting two wins out of this. One, we got the first one. Let's get, let's get this next one too.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the key is, you know, I think the timing of this series is a factor as well. There's eight days between games. Where if you look at the Labor Day series, it used to be what, three days between games, now there's four. If that <laughs> if that, exactly. If that Kellen Kennedy. Um but you know how it is. What do we say about Labor Day, the, the Labor Day series, right? The, after the first game, it's what? It's, it's like halftime, right? Yeah. <laughs> so It's, 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 it's a two-game game. aggregate. Yes, exactly. 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 So this is a different situation. This is an Eastern opponent. You have an extra day to prepare, and there are plays that you can kind of put aside that, uh, you know, if you need them, you have them. Because you can't show them the same looks, but you can't also necessarily reinvent the wheels. You can do that, uh, you can play around a little bit more when you have the spacing in between games like you have between the Elks and, and Red Blacks. You can't really do that in the late base series. There's maybe a couple things you can do, but you can't really reinvent the wheels there either. Uh, David Beard back on the field today. That is awesome. And we'll hear from the starting center of your Edmonton Elks when. Inside Sports Continuous. Campbell in for Wilkie this week.